Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for July 27, 2020. It's a Monday morning. I am excited on Monday mornings. I'm probably excited every day, but I want to set the tone for the whole week, get into the word of God. Let's start this week off right. Before I get started, let me just say that this past weekend was my birthday weekend. I had a great time for my birthday. Thank you so much for, for the outpour of love that I received on social media and text messages and all that kind of stuff. Um, I did I did get a lot of requests where people wanted to sow into my life. I don't normally do that, uh, but uh, but if you do want to do that, I was just led to, to share this real quick. If you'd want to do that, you can do so via Cash App. It's dollar sign Rick Pina. Uh, not asking for anybody to do anything, uh, but anyway, let's get into the word. So I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience. This is part 67 of the overall series. The title of today's message is God will cross his hands to bless you. Let me talk about it. God will go out of his way. God, when, when God is reaching out the blessing, God will cross his hands to bless you. Let's deal with it today. So uh, foundational scripture is James 1, 2 through 4 for this series. My fellow believers, the Bible says, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, you should see it. Man, change your perspective. See it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. You should experience joy no matter what's going on. No matter what's going on on the outside, you're not going to be changed on the inside. You will not be disturbed. You know what I'm saying? Un you are unbothered by all of this. So see it as a great, the greatest opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it actually develops inside of you the power to endure all things. And then when this patient endurance grows inside of you stronger, 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 the Bible says it, it releases something. It releases perfection or maturity into every area, every aspect of your life to the point where there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. And that's what we want to get to. In Ecclesiastes 3 and 1, this is a reminder for all of us. I know you have some things you're believing God for. I have some things I'm believing God for. We've been waiting for a long time. We're living with an expectation of manifestation. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, there's a time, there's a season for everything. You know, calm down. Everything is going to happen in your life at just the right time, right? And then finally, uh, today I'm going to cover Genesis 48 verses 1 through 19. Genesis 48 verses 1 through 19. That's a lot to cover. Let me summarize it for you and then we'll get into the points. So let's set the stage for this morning. You ready? You've been enjoying this series. I've been enjoying this series. Now we're at the point where we're dealing with Joseph and his father and Joseph's sons. So let me just say this about this story. Joseph lived for years with God's dream in his heart. And we dealt with that. Remember when we went through the pit phase and the Potiphar phase and the prison phase. So Joseph went through 13 hard years before he got to the palace phase of his life, right? So 13 hard years. And then after that, he spent another nine years still disconnected from his family. So it was 22 years in total that he was disconnected from his family. So after those 22 long years, the dream came to pass. And we've dealt with all of that in this series and praise God that the dream came to pass. But watch this. One of the things that I know Joseph never really expected was for his father, not only to be reconnected to his father, but for his father to confer the blessing 
unto his sons, right? I mean, so what I'm saying here is that when God does it, when when God finally does what you're believing God that he's going to do, it will he will blow your mind. He will do it in such a way that he will exceed your expectations and your imagination. So in this story, Jacob, also known as Israel, Israel is now living in Goshen. And, and remember that when he got there, there were about 70 people. Well, they multiplied. And the Bible says now his family was very large. They had been living in Goshen for 17 years. So this made uh, Jacob or Israel 147 years old. So he's 147 years old. And at this point, when he's 147, he got sick and he called for Joseph to come. And Joseph came with his two boys. And so he shows up, Joseph shows up, hey, daddy. And he shows up with Manasseh and Ephraim. And he says, listen, bring your boys here. I want to bless them. I want to release the blessing. Now, this is a big thing. I might have to teach on this another time, but releasing or conferring the blessing over your children, this is a big thing. So he says, bring your your children to me. I want to bless them. But his eyesight at 147 years old was not that good. So Joseph brought the boys to his father. His father was kissing on them and hugging on them, and they were on his lap and all of that. And then Israel said, listen, (laughs) Israel says to Joseph, to be honest, son, I never thought I would see your face again. But look, God has blessed me not just to see you, but also to see your children. I mean, the old man was blessed too, right? He was like, oh my God, look how good God is. Not only did God reunite me with you, but I, I'm here with your boys. And, and so, so he's like, okay, now it's time to release the blessing. So Jacob uh, takes the boys off of, uh, off of uh, I'm sorry, Joseph takes the boys off of Jacob's lap and, and then positions them, right? So Joseph put Ephraim on on his father's left side, and then he put Manasseh on his right side according to their age. So so Manasseh was supposed to receive the right hand, and the right hand is the greater blessing, is the blessing of the firstborn son. And so he's like, well, Manasseh is the firstborn, so let me put him right here. And then Ephraim is the secondborn, so let me put him right here. And so he lines them up and says, okay, daddy, they're in position now, release the blessing. And so as Israel goes to release the blessing over the two boys, the Bible says that he crossed his hands. And so he crossed his hands and put his right hand on Ephraim and his left hand on Manasseh. He crossed his hands and then he pronounced the blessing. He said, my ancestors, Abraham and Isaac, worship our God, the God that has led me and blessed me all my life. He was the angel who saved me from all my troubles, and I pray that he will bless these boys. Now, they will have my name in the name of our ancestors, Abraham and Isaac. I pray that they will grow to become great families and nations on this earth. Now, while this was going on, Joseph was like, oh no, daddy got his right hand on the wrong boy, and he was trying to change the hands. And so as he was trying to change his father's hands, his father finished the blessing, And his father said this, he said, I know, son, I know. I know Manasseh is the firstborn. He will be great and he will be the father of many people, but his younger son will be greater than he is. And the younger's family will be greater and larger than the older son's family. He was basically saying, son, I know what I'm doing. I cross my hands. So what am I saying? I'm saying to you that God, we serve a God 
who will cross his hands to bless you. Let me explain this. Let's talk about it. What does this mean to you today on this Monday morning? I have three things to share with you on this Monday morning, and then I'm going to release you into the week. Three things. This is where I want you to rid yourself of every distraction. Lock in. Three things. Number one, here we go. First thing, God will make it worth the wait. Now, I'm, I'm believing God for some stuff. You're believing God for some stuff. There's some things that I've been believing God for for years. There's some things that probably you've been believing God for for years. And that's why I'm teaching on faith and patience. And, and for us to become the men, the women that God has called us to be, we will have to be patient, right? We will have to be consistently consistent. We will have to be consistently the same. We have to allow the force of consistency to develop inside of us so that we're not moved, we're not shaken by the passing of time, and we're going to continue to believe God no matter how long it takes. Now, while you're waiting on God to do what you believe that he promised to do in your life, one of the nagging thoughts, because we all get thoughts, right? One of the nagging thoughts that you're going to get in your mind, because we all get this thought, is whether or not it's worth it. Like, like you're going through all of this, you're waiting, and then and, and when you have your conversation, let's say with your spouse, you're like, babe, I don't know. Like, you know, sometimes your, your humanity gets in the way. And you're like, oh my God, babe, I just pray that it's worth it. Like everything that I'm going through, your spouse may even be like, babe, I know, you know, are you sure you heard from God? <laughs> you know, and, and I pray, I just pray that it's worth it. And sometimes, you know, you get that thought, that nagging thought, is it really worth it? Look at me. I'm telling you, yes. I, when, if God said it, not only is it going to be worth it, but he's going to blow your mind. When he does it, there's plenty of biblical evidence, and I've experienced it in my personal life. I have personal testimonies as well, can attest to the fact that when God finally does it, he will do it in a way that will exceed your wildest imaginations. Yes, Joseph did endure 13 years of struggle. Yes, Joseph did endure nine more years of waiting on his family. But when when finally they were reunited, then the rest of his days were the best of his days. And I'm saying, that's why I keep telling you that greater is coming for you. The rest of your days will be the best of your days. Not only did Joseph get to walk in the blessing, but he got to be there while his father conferred the blessing over his children. It exceeded his, his ex expectations and his imaginations. And when, when God does it, he will exceed yours as well. Say amen to that. All right, number two. Number two, our God will do the unexpected to bless you. The unexpected. As Ephraim and Manasseh sat there under their grandfather ready for the blessing, and as the blessing was conferred upon them, right, Manasseh was expecting one thing, Ephraim was expecting one thing, but then their grandfather crossed their hands. Even though their father prepositioned them nicely, hey, you're right here, hey, you're right here, let me make it easy for daddy. No, daddy crossed his hands. Why? Because it was unexpected. I'm saying that sometimes God will do the unexpected. God will bless you in a way that you're not expecting him to bless you. And when he does it, it is unearned. It is undeserved. It is the grace of God. He will, he will do things for you. You're like, whoa, I wasn't expecting this 
at all. One of the greatest aspects of walking with God and living by faith is knowing that God will do the unexpected. I'm saying like God will go out of his way. God will God will do things in a way that you were not expecting. And, and so when you expect the unexpected, like living with an expectation of manifestation, and you're like, okay, I believe I know what God is going to do. And maybe sometimes I, I, I have thoughts about how he's going to do it. Is he going to do it this way? Is he going to do it that way? But sometimes you just got to remind yourself that you don't know. And so you live your life with an expectation that God can do it and he can do it at any time. And while you have a list maybe of things that you're believing God for, there's some things that God wants to do in your life that that are not on your list. And so God will just bless you because God wants to bless you because God is good. And so he will go out of his way to do things in your life that are unexpected. And you're like, oh, snap, Father, thank you. I didn't, I had no idea that you wanted to do this in my life. He will open doors for you that no man can close. He will close doors for you that no man can open. He will go out of his way to bless you in ways that you were not expecting. This is the life of faith and that's why it's exciting because you just never know. It can happen and it can happen at any time. The things that you've been believing God for can happen at any time and there's some things that you did not even expect and those things can happen at any time. That's the kind of God we serve. Say amen to that. All right, number three and finally, as I close, God has a track record of bypassing the world's norms to release the blessing over his children. Listen, yes, the world has norms. There are certain expectations, right? But people will look at you and say, well, you know, you're this person, uh, you have this background, Maybe because of your skin color, maybe because of where you were born and where you were raised, maybe because of the level of your education, uh, maybe because of your experience. Uh, we expect, this is what we expect out of you. And this is what we expect your career to be. This is what we expect your business to do. This is, you know, people will put their expectations on you. But God, we serve a God who, who will go out of his way to, to bless you in a way. He will bypass the norms and the expectations of this of this world, and he will cause you to break all the, the, the expectations. And people won't expect you to be the one that gets promoted. People won't expect you to be the one that bypassed them on the uh, going up the career ladder. People won't expect your business to prosper the way that your business is prospering, because we serve a God who will do the unexpected, and he will bypass the norms of this world. It is well documented. It throughout history that there is a blessing of the firstborn. And the blessing of the firstborn is a practice where, where the, the greatest blessing always was conferred to the firstborn son. But we see that God bypassed this process many times. He bypassed this expectations on many occasions. Look at Abraham. Abraham had two boys, right? Ishmael and Isaac. Isaac was the second born son. But where, who did the blessing go, go to? The, the blessing went to the second born, not the first born. Okay, when you look at Isaac, Isaac had uh, um, uh, Isaac's, Isaac's sons were Jacob and Esau. J Jacob was born second. There were twins, but he was the second one to come out. And then he, you know, the whole story, he tricked his brother, blah, blah, blah. But who got the blessing? The second born son got the blessing. When you look at Jacob, Jacob had 12 sons. Well, he had, he had 12 sons. The sons were spread out. He had sons with, um, with his wives. He had two wives. And then he had sons with concubines. And so, so really the firstborn son born from one of his wives was Reuben. The secondborn son from the second wife was Joseph. So the blessing was supposed to go to Reuben. But if you read the Bible, you'll know that Reuben slept with one of his father's concubines. 
And so that kind of disqualified him. So the blessing went to Joseph. What am I saying? I'm saying that God has a track record. And then you see in the text today that, that, that Jacob crossed his hands. God has a track record of bypassing the norms of this world to give you the greater blessing. And I personally believe that all of this second born stuff has to do with Jesus, because the Bible says that while Adam was the first son of God, that Jesus is the last Adam. That's 1 Corinthians 15. Jesus is basically the second son or the last Adam. And the greater blessing went to Jesus than Adam, right? So God will go out of his way. He will bypass the norms and the expectations of this world to do things for you that will far exceed your expectations. And when God does it, then what God has for you is for you and nobody can stop it. When the blessing was transferred like that and went, boom, no, I'm going to bless Ephraim, then nobody could stop it. Uh, Joseph was like, hold on, let me change your hands, daddy. He's like, no, no, it's not about the hands. It's about what I'm releasing. Listen, there are things for you. What God, look at me, lean in for a minute. What God has for you is for you. And when God releases what he releases, this is why you should never be jealous of anyone else. When you're jealous of other people, you're being disrespectful to God because you're basically telling God that you don't appreciate your uniqueness, your identity, who God called you to be. When you know who you are, you can celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. When you know who you are, you can celebrate other people. And you can be praise God for them. I, me celebrating them doesn't diminish me in any way because I know who I am. And so, so they are not me and I am not them. And so I can celebrate them. They have their own race. They have their own grace. They can run their race at their own pace. <laughs> I'm not competing with anybody. I'm just going to be me. And I only have the, the grace to run my race at my pace. And so if, if I try to to line up with somebody else, I'm either going to be too fast for them and I'm going to think that I will have, you know, I'm better than them and I, and I will think of myself more highly than I ought to think. Or if I'm comparing myself to where I'm slower than somebody else, then I'm going to think that they're greater than me and now I have a low opinion of myself. Stop all of this comparison stuff. Listen, just be you. Be who it is that God has called you to be. Run your race at your pace with your grace. God's hand is on your life and what God has for you is for you. And when he blesses you, he will go out of his way to bless you in a way that is uncommon, to bless you in a way that will exceed the norms and the expectations of this world. We serve a God who is not just your God, but he's your father. And let me say this as I close. If you have children, you know that you bless them by grace, that there are things that, that you do for them that they don't deserve, that there are things that you do for them that they did not earn, but you just want to do it anyway. Why? Because as a father, as a mother, it, it blesses you to bless them. And I'm saying that God is is your father and he wants to bless you and he wants to use you and he wants you to become the man, the woman that God, that he destined for you to be. And he wants to see you maximize the purpose and the potential that he placed inside of you before the world began. And he, he does this because he loves you and he blesses you because of grace, not because you're so good, but because he's so good. He is a father and he wants to confer his blessing on you. Your job is to receive it say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, you made plans for me before the world began. Before I was born again, I made plans for myself. But now that I'm walking with you under your lordship, you reveal to me where my plans don't line up with yours. So in those situations, I am quick to die to self. I relinquish my plans. I accept your best. As I do, 
I am free to ask you to bless me richly. I declare that you can go out of your way to bless me at any time, which is why I'm asking you to glorify me that I may glorify thee. As you do, people can see Jesus in me, which is why I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. Listen, go into this day knowing that God will cross his hands to bless you. Go into this day knowing that God will go out of his way to bless you. God wants to bless you. You need to be open to whatever he wants to do and however he wants to do it and know that it can happen at any time and know that sometimes he will bless you in a way that you were not expecting. So live with an expectation, a manifestation, and live with an excitement that God can do it and it can happen at any time. I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Share this message on your social media, on your timeline with your friends. Also, leave me some comments in the chat on YouTube Live or Facebook Live. I will see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.